This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. An Australian woman opens a sushi restaurant in New York City, and all of a sudden the cultural appropriation Karens are on her back, calling her a colonizer and attempting to cancel her restaurant. Were they successful? Let's talk about it. Yeah, you better. Guys, before we get into this video, if you'd like to support the work I'm doing on this channel, I have a Patreon. The link is in the description down below. Become a patron if you want, no pressure. Now, let's get into this new story where people are crying cultural appropriation. First, let's lay some groundwork and let you know the different people who are involved in this story. First, we have an Australian woman who decided to open a sushi restaurant in West Village, NYC. We're gonna call her Sushi Sheila, as that's the nickname that she's been given on the internet. Then, we have the two cultural appropriation Karens who decided to hop on Twitter to chastise this young woman for opening up her restaurant known as Sushi Counter. Those two people we'll call Chef Eric and Queer Latifah. Now, Sushi Sheila was having a good day. She decided she was gonna talk about the restaurant, Sushi Counter, that she was starting in New York City, and she was gonna post a video about it. Now, that video was clearly seen by the wrong people because Chef Eric decided to hop on Twitter, share her video with the caption, there aren't enough good sushi places in NYC, so time to open one. He goes on to say, but it's Australian sushi. Give me a break, colonizer. He then goes, if you don't see why this is a problem, you are part of the problem. And it didn't stop there, no, 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 because Chef Eric could not be the only cultural appropriation Karen. A woman by the name of Queer Latifah on Twitter decided to hop in the ring and say this. Why is someone who is not of Asian descent, better yet from Australia, opening a sushi spot in New York City? Now, as these things often go, these tweets started to gain traction on Twitter, and like a pack of zombies, other cultural appropriation Karens started to come out of the woodwork. <laughs> chasing this woman, tweeting at her, talking about how she's a colonizer, going to Yelp and other websites to review bomb her restaurant. And at first they were quite successful. We know how easy it is to drum up outrage on the internet, especially if you're bringing in factors of racism and colonization and accusing people of white supremacy. And you know how crazy people get on the cultural appropriation front and specifically when it comes to food. We've covered that many times on this show where people say, if you even make a recipe from a different culture, you need to do research on where it was initially born, you need to give credit to the people who created it, and if you make a video on the internet about certain recipes that you make, you must let them know exactly the culture of people that this came from. I even went on Dr. Phil to debate a bunch of leftists about cultural appropriation, and you better believe the topic of food came up. Who's hurt by that? Well, it's not a matter of who's hurt by it, it's who's being disrespected by it. Well, who's being disrespected by it? A then? whole culture of people whose identities are wrapped in whatever you're dressing into and can then take off. Of all, you don't agree. I don't, no. You think worrying about appropriations is a waste of time? I, I think not only is it somewhat a waste of time, but it's nearly impossible. You just mentioned there are nearly hundreds of ways that one could appropriate somebody else's culture or their, their livelihood. And to expect any one human being to keep on top of that throughout their entire life, I think, is an unrealistic ask. And I think imitation is a form of flattery. I appreciate my food by eating it. I appreciate the hair that I wear by wearing it, by putting on the clothes that I, that I wear. And every single item around us in this room could probably be attributed to a certain culture. 
do we have to constantly worry about what culture we, we gain things from? Sushi Sheila has a few options, I guess, in this case, if she wants the rules to be dictated by the angry leftists coming after her on Twitter. Maybe they'd be happy if every night she did some sort of ceremony for the Japanese culture that she's stealing her recipes from. Or maybe they think she needs to take a portion of her proceeds from the sushi counter restaurant and give it to Japanese people as a form of reparations. Better yet, why not just close up shop and give her restaurant to a Japanese person? These arguments and back and forth squabbles over foods and restaurants are so ridiculous to me, and you guys know that. Culture is meant to be shared, food is meant to be enjoyed. I think it's wonderful that an immigrant woman from Australia comes to New York City to open up a restaurant and decides, you know what, I'm gonna sell sushi. And according to her own characterization, this is Aussie style sushi, which means she's probably bringing new elements that she learned back home in Australia here to New York City. I think it's wonderful when cultures can blend and mold together and you get something new in its place. Not to mention that I just decided to quickly look up the sushi counter restaurant and homegirl is selling three rolls for $12. Have you ever heard of getting three sushi rolls for $12? And you know what? A lot of people on the internet agree with me. People caught wind of what Chef Eric and Queer Latifah were trying to do to this young woman and they decided they weren't having it. They went on and hopped on the reviews and started giving her good reviews, going to visit her, making sure that her restaurant was successful and wasn't taken down by the swarm of cultural appropriation Karens. And I'm now happy to report, according to Dumby Capital LLC on Twitter, that Sushi Sheila's New York City sushi counter is now averaging 4.5 stars on Google reviews. And just to point out the irony here, this same Twitter account decided to do a little bit of sleuthing on Chef Eric, and here's what they found. Unconventional Seattle chef Eric Rivera plans a Puerto Rican izakaya in Raleigh. Now, if you're thinking the word izakaya sounds pretty far from Puerto Rican, that's because it's Japanese, ladies and gentlemen. Let's continue to read. The article says, Puerto Rican izakaya, blending Puerto Rican with Japanese flavors. So who exactly is the colonizer here? Either it is both of you, and you need to own up and take accountability for your own actions, or it is neither of you. And cultures and foods and good ingredients are meant to be shared with one another. In fact, that is exactly what culture is meant for. It is why humans have progressed in the way that they have, because we've seen things that other groups of human beings were doing, adopted them, and decided to move on with their own lives. And that adoption from other groups of people doesn't mean that we bow at their feet and shine their shoes and give them credit for every single thing that we've decided was a good practice when we saw it. We should see making fusion food as a beautiful thing as we are bringing two separate cultures together to make something beautiful. And it seems that Chef Eric was once capable of understanding that concept. I wonder where that went. Like, let's be real here. It's not like either of these people is trying to take credit for the creation of sushi or izakaya or any Japanese cuisine. They've simply said, this is a beautiful thing. It tastes good. How about we mold our two cultures together and create something great? And of all places to do that, Sushi Sheila chose New York City, which is seen as a massive melting pot within our own country, where tons of cultures come together every single day to share their food, resources, and space. If the decolonizers and leftists and cultural appropriation Karens had their way in this modern day and age, none of this would be happening. We would not be sharing cultures whatsoever. In fact, we would all be segregated into our own little plots of land where we eat the same type of food and we never get to step outside of our own boxes. It seems not because the public has spoken and they've done so with reviews of Sushi Sheila's restaurant. 4.5 signals to me that maybe the cultural appropriation Karens are losing the battle. Now in the wake of this, they managed to bully Sushi Sheila so hard that she decided to delete all of her TikTok posts and all of the promotion of this restaurant. I hope she comes back 10 times harder, standing strong in her conviction that this is an okay thing to do and that she's in fact taking on the venture of bringing a new product to a new group of people. And that is a wonderful thing, no matter how you slice it. But guys, as always, I would love to hear your thoughts on the subject. Should she cancel her restaurant because she's stealing from Japanese culture? Or do you think it's okay to take a little inspiration from some
somewhere else. Let me know in the comments down below. As always, if you disagree with me, duke it out, but do so respectfully. And please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time I post a video for you guys, which is every day. And I'll see you next time. Yeah, you better. Yeah, you better.